Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. If you are a regular listener to the Beacon Broadcast, you know that we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and are looking particularly at verses 4 and 5, where the Apostle Paul lists nine specific problems, nine specific afflictions, which he, as a minister of the gospel, has experienced in the course of his service for the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is setting these down as examples for other ministers of the gospel. In fact, it's even broader than that. He's setting these down as examples for all Christians who are serious about serving the Lord, whether you are in what we often call full-time Christian service or whether you are in volunteer Christian service, which would be the majority of God's people, totally volunteer, or whether somewhere in between. It seems like we're seeing more and more pastors, for example, in our day who are forced to be bivocational because their churches are not financially able to support them full-time. And so they receive what support the church is able to give them, and then they they take up some other form of, of income, some other form of uh, work in order to be able to supplement their income and to be able to support their families. So there are all kinds of needs that ministers of the gospel may have, but there are all kinds of afflictions that come to all of God's people who are serious in serving the Lord. Serving Christ is not a cakewalk. Serving Christ is not easy. It's not supposed to be. It's not designed to be. It is supposed to be an arduous task that requires sacrifice, and we are called upon to make those sacrifices and to be thankful for the opportunity of doing so. And if you're not willing to do that, then you aren't very committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. If you're not willing to do that. I have had men who told me that they were called to Christian ministry, pastoral ministry, or something like that, but said, I just, I can't do it because I can't support my family. I can't supply the needs of my family doing this, so I've got to do something else. Well, I'll leave that between each individual and the Lord, but I can't understand how somebody who, on the one hand, says that God has called me to the ministry of the Word— 
and on the other hand says, but I can't do it because I can't afford to. There's something that's not quite right there. We are going to have to adjust our expectations of what is required to support our family in order to carry out the call of God upon our lives. And so we'll continue looking at this list of afflictions that relate to ministry in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 4 and 5 on this Tuesday, January 24. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for your financial support that makes it possible for us to broadcast the teaching of God's Word on this station. Well, the list begins in verse 4, Paul says, regarding his ministry in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings. Now, you may not have caught the nuance of my pauses there, but I tried to put that list of nine things into three categories by naming three and pausing, naming three and pausing, and naming three more. Because I find three general categories here. The minister's afflictions fall into the category, number one, of general pressures, number two, of imposed hardships, those kinds of hardships that other people impose upon ministers the gospel, and number three, self-imposed hardships. And we've been working our way through this list, and we have looked at, really, so far, only the first two in the first category. Tribulations, which is a word for general pressures of all kinds. And secondly, needs, which are troubles that create pressing needs. When, for example, maybe you are, you're, you're, you're working, you're, you're existing with a tight budget, but everything is, is taken care of. You are, you are living within your means, as we are all called upon to do, and then some calamity strikes, and you don't have the extra finances to replace that furnace, to replace that major appliance, to take care of the medical bills that a sickness in the family has created, and on and on it goes. I mean, we all know what that's about. And when you are stretched to the limit financially and have not been able to to build up a significant emergency fund, then something that comes along unexpectedly can be a great need, or at least can create a great need. And so that's part of the ministry. See, that's the whole point here, that serving the Lord doesn't shelter us from those kinds of things. It doesn't exclude us from those kinds of difficulties. Far from it. The Apostle Paul, who surely, we would all agree, has to be one of the greatest servants of the Lord Jesus Christ that we have any record of in Christian history, suffered afflictions of of greater magnitude than almost anybody we know. How do you Put that together if you have the idea that those who serve the Lord faithfully shouldn't be experiencing these kinds of afflictions. 
You are wrong, 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 wrong. Your expectations are totally contrary to what the Bible teaches. Change your mind. Change your thinking. Let your mind be transformed by the renewing. Let your let the Word of God transform your mind to give you proper understanding of these things instead of going on with these simplistic impressions which are entirely contrary to Scripture. Now, the needs, the second one in this list, is not simply financial. That, that seems to be the one that comes to mind most readily, but there can be all kinds of needs. I know pastors who are in need of a break from ministry, but they don't know how to take it because they pastor a small church and they're the only pastor and there's nobody else that can take their responsibilities if they step away. But church members, you ought to be sensitive to the needs of your pastor. I remember when I started out in the ministry many years ago, I had this idea that it was most honoring to the Lord to just work basically seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, and just keep right on. I, I remember hearing things growing up from other preachers in the heat of, uh, of a fiery sermon saying things like this. Like this uh, the devil never takes a vacation, so why should we? And so forth. And some of those thoughts lodged in my mind. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, the devil is a spirit. He doesn't have a body. He doesn't, he doesn't get tired. <laughs> he doesn't wear out. He doesn't need sleep. He doesn't need rest. He doesn't need a break. He's an angel, a fallen angel, but he's an angel. He's a spirit. He doesn't live in a body of flesh in this world. We can't... <laughs> when did we ever start using the devil as our example, <laughs> as our pattern? Oh, crazy things that come into our Christian thinking sometimes. The devil is not our example. Jesus is our example. And Jesus, in his incarnation, in his body upon the earth, as he was a man, 100% man, even though he was the God-man, nevertheless, he took upon him a form like ours, our nature, and became a man, and Read about it. He needed to sleep. He needed to rest. He called his apostles away from their ministry and said, we need to get apart for a while and take a break. And this is necessary for the continued well-functioning of those who are laboring diligently for the Lord. And so I eventually came to the place where I realized I do need a vacation from time to time. I do need a break. And, and, and not only will I, do I need it, will I be better off for it, but my church will be better off for it. People generally tell me that when I come back from vacation, I preach some of the best sermons that I ever preach. Well, that shouldn't be surprising. I've just had a nice extended break. I've been able to relax. I've been able to to uh, get my body refreshed. I've been able to take my mind off of the pressures of the ministry for a, a while. Not huge whiles, but for a while. A few days anyway, maybe sometimes a couple of weeks, depending on the vacation, of course. But then to come back with fresh energy, fresh vigor, 
because that's the way our bodies function. And so I would say to you, dear church member, be sensitive to the common, normal, physical needs of your pastor. You need a break once in a while, so does he. And remember this, pastors seldom, if ever, get a long weekend. That's, that's pretty much built into the schedules of most working people. Whatever your working schedule is, and most people basically have a working schedule of working five days and then two days off. I don't know any pastors that get two days off in a week. One is, is uh, pretty standard. And I don't know any pastors that ever get to take a, a, a three-day weekend, as, as, as most people do. You have a, a job, maybe with a five-day work week, but if a holiday comes along, then now you have three, sometimes four days over the weekend. You have a holiday here that you can take on Friday, and then if you want to take a little vacation, a short vacation, a mini vacation, little break, get out of town, you can leave on Friday and come back on Sunday. Quite common for people to do that and be back and work on Monday. And you've had a, you've had uh, two and a half, three days away. How often does your pastor get to do that? <laughs> it's been my experience that it's virtually never. So even if there are are allotted vacations as there ought to be for pastors to take, they don't usually get to take as many breaks throughout their working year as most people do. Not everybody's the same. We all know that. People have different habits and different schedules and different different, uh, expectations and allowances in their jobs. But most people don't work quite as much per (laughs) as many days in a year as most pastors do. And they, that creates needs. Well, we'll take it up tomorrow. Join me then. Good day. May God bless you.